Yo guys, so this is going to be a mock draft video, but before I get into it, I just want to say that I filmed this before the news came out that Rodgers, you know, it seems like he's likely to come back. There's just still so much up in the air, and so I'm going to talk about, you know, maybe drafting guys like Aaron Jones. We don't know if Rodgers is coming back, so just know that even though it seems a little bit more likely that he is coming back, at the time we didn't really know, and the ADP on Fantasy Pros reflects that. So until all this Aaron Rodgers stuff is finalized, I'm just going to keep acting under the assumption that, you know, he could retire, he could come back. So just keep that in mind when you're watching this video. But let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? For today's video, I'm going to be doing another mock draft. And for this mock, it's going to be half PPR scoring. It's going to be a 12-team league, and we're going to be drafting from the number 11 position. I really like this draft slot. I put out a video a little bit over a week ago talking about my favorite spots to pick in drafts, and I went over how I'm a big fan of picking late in the first round. And then for this draft, the roster is going to be pretty standard. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, one flex, and then six bench slots. If you guys watch this video and you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Then also let me know your thoughts down below. All right, so here we are up at the 111. In the first round, we saw McCaffrey, Cook, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Barkley, and Taylor come off with the first six picks, all running backs, pretty standard. Travis Kelsey going at the 107, and then Zeke and Chubb going back to back at the 108 and 109 followed by Tyreek Hill at the 110. So now it is our pick here. And a lot of running backs did come off the board, but I still think we're going to have some decent options at the position. I definitely want to be looking at running backs early and often. My first round pick is almost always going to be a running back, basically 100% of the time, unless somehow, you know, like the first 10, 11 picks of a draft are RBs and I'm at like the 112 or something. Very rare scenario where you would see me not go running back. But looking at the guys that are available, it's Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. I think those are kind of the two clear top options. And right now, I just don't feel comfortable going with Aaron Jones, not knowing what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. So in my mind, Austin Eckler is the pretty clear pick here. He has a ton of upside while also having a pretty safe floor. He's going to be super involved in the receiving game. And if he can get a large majority of those carries and some red zone work, he could be a guy who has some serious, you know, top three running back potential. So I feel really good with him being my RB1, especially late in the first round. After our Austin Eckler pick, the team after us had back-to-back -back selections at the 112 and the 201, and they went with Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris. That's a little bit unfortunate because I was looking at Stefan Diggs as a wide receiver option for our pick here at the 202, but now it's time to refocus. So definitely not quarterback this early, still too early for that second group of tier one tight ends, Waller and George Kittle would much rather have them in the early to mid third round. Looking at wide receiver, Devontae Adams is currently the best guy, you know, ranked on fantasy pros. And he's obviously a great fantasy option, but similar with Aaron Jones, I don't feel super comfortable taking him this early when we don't know the Aaron Rodgers situation. If Aaron Rodgers was back, he would be a mid first round pick in my eyes. But then we're looking at Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and I just don't love the value there at the beginning of the second round. So we're back on the running backs. Aaron Jones is still there. We've got Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon. I think with this pick, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. I talked about in the first round how I didn't love picking him without knowing what's going to happen with Rodgers, 
But, you know, early second round, I don't feel like I'm reaching. If Rodgers comes back, he turns into a middle of the first round pick. If Rodgers is gone, he's probably late second, even maybe third round. So I feel like we're kind of in the middle of his expected outcomes. And I'll just take a little bit of a risk here. I have other drafts with Antonio Gibson and Joe Mixon. It's just kind of diversifying the portfolio. And I mean, if Aaron Rodgers does play this season, having Aaron Jones as my RB2 pick will be insane value. A ton of guys came off the board after our pick at the 202. We saw some receivers come off in the second round. Adams, Ridley, Hopkins, Jefferson, Brown, Metcalf. Patrick Mahomes actually went in the second round too, which is crazy in my mind. And then some running backs also. Gibson, Mixon, CEH, and then in the third round, a pretty heavy mix of every position except for quarterback. Five wide receivers, Terry, Keenan, Thomas, Robinson, Mike Evans. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be going that early in real drafts, you know, with the news that he's going to be out for the first few weeks of the season. We also saw some running backs come off, Swift, Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, and then the two other tight ends, George Kittle and Darren Waller. So all those guys are now off the board, and it's our pick here at the 311. Right now, we have two running backs. I still think it's too early to be going quarterback, and I'm definitely not going to be looking at any of these tight ends. You know, Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, definitely not in the third or fourth rounds. And so we're still locked in on the running back and wide receiver positions, and there are some solid options at each. At running back, we've got Chris Carson. In my mind, he's pretty clearly ahead of Montgomery and Sanders. And then at wide receiver, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods. Out of those wide receivers, Amari Cooper is pretty clearly my wide receiver one. So it looks like this pick is going to be between Amari Cooper and Chris Carson. I do already have two running backs, but you know, I don't hate going three straight running backs. I'm going to be up in two picks anyway. And if I'm looking at the depth at each position, I'd feel much better, you know, taking a guy like Robert Woods or Julio Jones in the fourth round than I would if Chris Carson came off the board and I would have to pick Montgomery or Miles Sanders. So I'm going to go at the running back position, just totally lock down my RB room, three really, really solid fantasy running backs. And then I can hope that one of these wide receivers falls. All right, so we got lucky. C.D. Lamb and Chris Godwin both came off at the 312 and 401. And that means that Amari Cooper is still on the board. So getting a guy that I view as a low-end wide receiver one in the fourth round is just way too good to pass up. We need a wide receiver. And so in my mind, this is a pretty clear pick. I do also really like Robert Woods and Julio but I just think Amari Cooper is set for a huge season in this Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott back, so he's going to be our fourth round pick. Rounds four and five were mixed with just a ton of wide receivers and running backs with one quarterback thrown in there, Josh Allen, and so now it is our pick at the 5'11". We currently have three running backs with Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Chris Carson, and one wide receiver with Amari Cooper. So we probably don't want to be going running back with this pick unless we see a really solid value. And the guys on the board right now, Chase Edmonds, Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, none of those guys are standing out as really solid fifth round picks. We could be looking at tight end at the end of the fifth round here. Hawkinson, Andrews, and Pitts are all still on the board. We could also look quarterback, Kyler, Lamar Jackson, Dak, all those guys are still up. Wide receivers also a position of need. Brandon Ayuk is on the board. Honestly, right now, I don't see a ton of value at wide receiver. I talked about how I don't think there's a lot of good options at running back. 
So this could be a spot here, end of the fifth round, early sixth, that we go quarterback, tight end, whatever order we wanna go in. This is kind of a similar decision that I had to make in the last pair of picks where I ended up going running back earlier because I like the depth at wide receiver. And so with this pick, I think I'm gonna go with TJ Hawkinson because I like the depth at quarterback more. I value TJ Hawkinson, you know, a decent amount ahead of Andrews and Pitts, even though they're in that same tier. I don't really care between Kyler and Lamar who falls to me in the sixth round. And obviously the team isn't going to take them both with their fifth and sixth round picks. So I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson here. I would rather have Kyler Murray, so hopefully he falls, but you know, I'd be totally fine taking either guy. Look at that. That was perfect for us. They took Lamar at the 512 and then followed it up with Kyle Pitts. And so we can go get our guy, Kyler Murray. We could also look at Brandon Ayuk again. I'm just not a huge fan of him this year. I think he's a really talented receiver, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to get a big enough workload on this team that already has George Kittle and Debo Samuel. And also if Trey Lance takes over at quarterback, I don't really think that's ideal for the pass catchers. So I'm going to lock up Kyler Murray here. We're almost going to have our entire lineup filled up. And that's just going to give us a really high upside team. I ranked Kyler Murray as my number two quarterback. He put up a very impressive season last year. And when you just look at the games before he had his shoulder injury, the man was just lighting it up. And it was only his sophomore season. Crazy rushing upside, over 800 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, almost through for 4,000 yards. So I'm totally confident buying into Kyler this year. After we picked Kyler Murray at the 602, we saw a ton of tight ends come off the board. It seems like these guys just started kind of panicking. So normally you see Hawkinson, Pitts, and Andrews kind of all go in that same range. But then in the sixth round, we saw Fant, Gasecki, Goddard, Higby all come off. I think that is way too early for all of those guys. And then in the seventh round, we also saw some quarterbacks, Tannehill, Herbert, Brady, Rodgers, not a ton of running backs going off in this range, and then a decent amount of wide receivers. So it's our pick at the 7-11. We currently only have one wide receiver slot open in our starting lineup. The rest is filled up, and then all our bench slots are available. With this pick, I'm totally locked in on running back and wide receiver. I already have a quarterback and tight end that I feel very confident in, so I'd either be going for my fourth running back or getting my second wide receiver, it would probably be ideal to have some value at the wide receiver position so I could go back to back in the seventh and eighth rounds. But really, I'm just not a huge fan of all these guys that are available. Boyd, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy. I do like Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, those guys, but just none of those guys are really flashing out as people I need. I do kind of like Raheem Mostert at running back, but he would be the fourth guy. And I'm wondering if I could wait you know, maybe two or three rounds to get some of these guys like Trey Sermon, maybe a David Johnson that I'd be comfortable with as a fourth RB. I think I'm going to be going back to back with wide receivers, but I think I need to go out and get guys that have a decent amount of ceiling because they're going to need to be starters in my lineup. And I just would not feel great about having guys like Boyd or Debo or Jerry Judy in my starting lineup. So I'd definitely be more looking at players like Cooks, Fuller, Samuel, even Antonio Brown, who's kind of way down that list, but I think he should be much higher. So with this pick, I think I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Overall, if I'm being honest, I don't really like the value anywhere at this pick, but I'm okay taking a shot on Curtis Samuel. I think he has a lot of tools 
And if he's used properly, he could be a very valuable fantasy asset this year. There's obviously a lot of uncertainty because he's going into a new offense. We don't know how exactly he's going to be utilized, but he put up some really solid numbers last season operating on a Panthers team, basically as the wide receiver three. So now he's going to the Washington football team. He's going to be the number two. Hopefully they use him in a lot of running opportunities. That's where he really has that upside. And then we also saw Ron Rivera really like to use him down the field. That could be a great connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And so I'm going to take a shot on Curtis Samuel, go for that upside, and hope he can be a solid starter in my lineup. Unsurprisingly, after we picked Samuel, the team after us went back-to-back running backs, Melvin Gordon and Raheem Mostert. They only had Najee Harris up to that point, so that makes sense for them. And so now we are up in the eighth round. Our entire starting lineup is filled out. We have one quarterback, one tight end, three running backs, and two wide receivers. We probably want to go back to the well on wide receiver here. And I already talked about some of the guys that I liked. Cooks, Fuller, AB. I think Antonio Brown is the pick here. I know Fantasy Pros doesn't have him ranked highly. They're not a huge fan of him, but I am buying in. This Buccaneers offense is just going to be insane this season. And Antonio Brown did not just turn into some scrub over the past two seasons. I mean, look at the stats he's put up in his career. I mean, this is a guy who was constantly over like 1,200 yards. You could just bank on it. And I know he's not going to get that kind of work with the Bucks. He slotted in as the wide receiver three, but he's still going to be a very solid volume option. Even last season in eight games, almost went for 500 yards, was getting a lot of targets, decent amount of touchdowns. And I just think he's going to thrive with a full off season. So I'm fine with him, you know, being a wide receiver three on my roster. To finish up the eighth round and the majority of the ninth round, we saw a super heavy, you know, running back and wide receiver combination with only two quarterbacks in between, no tight ends. We saw Hertz and Stafford come off the board. And so we are up with our ninth round pick and we could be going running back or wide receiver really wherever I see the value. Looking at the running backs available, this is kind of a tough call. There's a lot of guys that I could go with here. Kenyon Drake, I think, could have some value on a week-to-week basis in certain matchups with the Raiders. They didn't pay him all that money to just sit on the bench and be Josh Jacobs' backup. He's definitely going to be involved. He's probably going to be getting some work out of the slot, getting some carries, kind of eating into Josh Jacobs' work. Almost a similar role to what I think Jamal Williams will have with the Lions. You also see Williams is available. And then I could go with a handcuff in A.J. Dillon because we do have Aaron Jones. That wouldn't be a terrible call, but if Aaron Rodgers did leave, then I mean, that would kind of just like deplete both of their values. We've also got Devin Singletary, who has a chance to lead his backfield. You know, even though I don't love the player, I do think he's going very, very low. You know what? I'm already feeling super solid with my top three RBs. Eckler, Jones, and Carson. You know, I may just kind of want to get a security blanket with that A.J. Dillon handcuff. If Aaron Jones does go down, A.J. Dillon is going to pick up a huge workload, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is with the team. So I'll go with him. And I do think A.J. Dillon is going to have a decent amount of work, even when Aaron Jones is in the lineup, kind of similar to what Jamal Williams has done in the last couple of years. Obviously more run-focused and less in the passing game, but you know, same kind of thing. Two more running backs came off the board after A.J. Dillon was picked, Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake, which leads us into our selection at the 10-02 probably don't want to go running back again. I didn't think any of those players really stood out, so I don't want to kind of double down on a pick that doesn't seem to have a lot of value. Still not looking at quarterback or tight end. Wide receiver is probably the play here. We're kind of in this range of guys like Corey Davis, 
Mike Williams, Michael Gallup. You could make an argument that all these guys could have value, but I think I'd much rather go for some of these guys that are a little bit lower ranked, maybe a T.Y. Hilton, a Darnell Mooney, Cole Beasley, you know, players that have higher upside or more established floors. When I'm looking at my wide receiver room, it's definitely my weakest point in this lineup. Amari Cooper, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Brown. You know, Curtis Samuel and AB aren't 100% sure things. So I think I may want to go out and get a guy who's very safe. I know exactly what I'm going to get out of him. And I think you guys know who I'm talking about. It is Cole Beasley. He's going way too low, in my opinion. If you look at his finishes, this is in total points. I like to look at points per game where he's a little bit lower, you know, if we're just being transparent. But in total points, 26th in 2020, 34th in 2019, 100 targets in both of those years. Josh Allen is a great quarterback to have behind you, but just on a week-to-week basis, you can feel confident plugging him into your lineup and him just getting at least a decent amount of points for you. After we picked Beasley, we saw a ton of RBs come off. Singletary, Pollard, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Naheem Hines, Tariq Cohen, a bunch of more guys. We also saw kind of this late-round tight end group with Gronk, Hunter Henry, and Logan Thomas, and then like four receivers were mixed in there. And so we have our 11th round pick up here. We have three more bench slots to fill up. We have four running backs, four wide receivers. So we're just going to be going wherever we see the value. Man, the running back position has absolutely fallen off. We're looking at James White, Tevin Coleman, Kenneth Gainwell, Sony Michelle, Salvin Ahmed, Daryl Williams. I mean, that's some like brutal options right now. I think we've just got to hit up that wide receiver position again. The only running back that I think could really have any value for us would probably be a guy like Justin Jackson because he is going to be backing up Austin Eckler. And I'd rather go for Justin Jackson than Joshua Kelly because I feel like Jackson is the much more, you know, versatile running back. If Eckler was to go down, Justin Jackson would definitely pick up that receiving game. I do not think Joshua Kelly would but that's a pick that we could probably make in two or three rounds. So right now we want to look at the wide receiver position. A lot of the guys that I was looking at last round are still here. T.Y. Hilton, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, even a Russell Gage. John Brown's also there. I was thinking that I was going to go with my old reliable late round wide receiver pick in Rashad Bateman, but then I'm looking at Corey Davis and Michael Gallup up there. I feel like they would have gone a lot earlier, you know, if we're following ADP. I just don't love Corey Davis because I don't think there's going to be a lot of value on this Jets offense, and it's a very crowded wide receiver room. I'd much rather look at Elijah Moore going much later, but then I look at Michael Gallup, and I'm not a huge Michael Gallup fan at his current ADP, but he definitely has fallen, and we do have Amari Cooper. This offense is going to be very explosive, and I mean, we're kind of protecting ourselves If Amari Cooper does go down, I mean, Michael Gallup steps into a huge role. He still could have some decent involvement and some boom games if all three of those wide receivers are healthy, but I'm fine kind of locking him up here as our wide receiver five. After we picked Gallup, Corey Davis and Mark Ingram followed. And so it's our 12th round pick. Right now we have five wide receivers, four running backs. We probably want to add at least one more running back to this roster. Not at least, definitely one running back, definitely not two. We could go wide receiver again, but I'm actually feeling a little bit solid with the five we have. I talked about this in my recent tight end rankings. I really like going after Zach Ertz at the end of drafts. I just think he provides so much value. If I'm looking at this draft board and I'm saying who could provide, you know, the highest value if they hit, 
it's got to be Zach Ertz. You could argue, you know, one of these quarterbacks, maybe a Trevor Lawrence, but these running backs, wide receivers, a lot of them seem like long shots to hit. Zach Ertz, we have literally seen the man put up high-end tight end one seasons for consecutive years. And so I'm not buying, you know, the whole he's done thing. He's reported to Eagles camp. He's going to be playing whether it's for the Eagles or another team. Honestly, kind of hopefully it's for another team. I think he could find himself in a much better situation, maybe like the Colts where they don't have a lot of pass catchers. The dilemma here is do I wait until the last round or do I snag him here? Like I mentioned at running back, I do want to get one and Joshua Kelly would probably be that guy. I don't think he's going to be picked in between then, but it's kind of just a debate of who I think has the highest potential of being drafted. I think I'd much rather just have Zach Ertz So I'd rather just kind of lock down that pick here and then hope my RB falls because I definitely think he's the less valuable player. All right, so every position came off the board to finish up the 12th round and start the 13th round. So a ton of quarterbacks, Burrow, Matt Ryan, Taysom, Trevor, Wentz, Cousins. We saw some very late round tight ends in Robert Tanyan and Evan Ingram. Really not a bad shot on either of those guys. And then a mix of these kind of like late round running backs and late round wide receivers. And that leads us in to our very final pick, our last bench slot. And lucky for us, the guy that I was looking at, Justin Jackson, is still available. This really isn't a guy that I think is going to have any upside unless Austin Eckler does have an injury. But just because I am so confident in our RB room of Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Chris Carson, I feel like all of those guys are going to be starting every week. There's really going to be no doubt. And if one of them goes down, you know, we don't have to be starting another running back in the flex position, but we already have security on two of those guys with AJ Dillon and now Justin Jackson. So I feel like that position is just pretty well insulated. All right. So this is our final roster. Like I say in every video, don't focus on the grade. They just grade you on how well you follow, you know, their ADP. So when we make picks like Zach Ertz, Justin Jackson, it way hurts our grade because they're ranked much lower in their ADP, but you know, it makes sense for our team. So let's just break down this roster overall. At quarterback, we have a high-end QB1 in Kyler Murray. I really like our running backs with Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Chris Carson. There's not a ton of upside in terms of our bench slots with AJ Dillon and Justin Jackson, but like I just mentioned, it's more so security because our running backs are so strong and top-heavy. Wide receiver is probably our weakest point. We have Amari Cooper, who I think is kind of a fringe wide receiver one, and then some higher upside players like Curtis Samuel, Antonio Brown, a very safe bench guy in Cole Beasley, and then Michael Gallup, who's proven he can be a very fantasy relevant tight end, not exactly in a great spot with this Cowboys depth chart with Cooper and Lamb ahead of him, but kind of more security if Cooper does go down, Michael Gallup will step in to a really solid workload, or if CD goes down, then we could have both of those wide receivers putting up some nice numbers. Our two tight ends are TJ Hawkinson, kind of a middle of the road tight end one. We hope he's able to take that next step with the potential volume he can get with the lack of Lions pass catchers. And then our high upside play with Zach Ertz feels solid with that position. So that's really going to wrap up this team. I think this is a pretty solid roster, especially for a 12 team league. Let me know what you guys think. Would you have made any different picks? Let me know down below. And if you enjoyed the video, please just like and subscribe. That really helps support me. But that's all I have for today. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you tomorrow.